ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. special day and I want you to get into the celebration mode this morning now when you read Deuteronomy chapter 26 we'd like to look at verse 1 to 5 can we project it yes it says and it shall be when thou art coming unto the land with the Lord thy God give thee for an inheritance and possessed it and dwellest therein and thou shalt take of the first of all the fruits of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land, the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. How many of us believe that this is a place God has placed his name? Yes. Now, how many of us believe that God has been good to us? And the Bible is saying that, when you enter your promised land when you come to the point where you accept that god has been good to me the lord has directed there is something you ought to do now in those days he said take your basket your basket with all the goodies in it because we were farmers but in these days we don't have farm produce if you want to farm you'll be at asamankesi or somewhere but we are in Accra. And in Accra, what do we work for? Money. Is that what it? So we'll replace the word basket with envelope. So when we read again, it will be that, and shall put in an envelope and go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name. Verse 3, very quickly. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days. In these days, in our lifetime, the only priest we know has one name. His name is Bishop Dark Hayward Mills. Put your hands together for the Lord. And say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God that I am come unto the country which the Lord swore unto our fathers for to give us. Verse 4. And a priest shall take the envelope out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. Now, verse 5. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. This morning, you will not say a Syrian ready to perish. I don't know what your background is, but probably you will say a womanizer was I ready to perish. Somebody will say a drunkard was I ready to perish. Somebody will say a 419 person was I ready to perish. But by the obedience of one man called Bishop Dark Heward Mills, you and I 
are seated in church. I thought you would clap louder for that one. Now you can understand how this day is going to be like. We are going to honor the prophet that God has given to us. And we want to kick off with a testimony. And I'll call our Zona leader, Erica Samoa, to come and share his testimony. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. My name is Eric Yawasamoa. I have been in this church for a while. Somewhere, my testimony is quite short, but I think very powerful. Somewhere 2014, I was not having a job. And then I've been coming to church all the same. There was difficult times. They were, they were difficult moments and times. Then I had a dream. In the dream, I saw myself in an ancient room with ancient furniture and those things. There I saw Bishop Ducky Ward Mills. Yes, he comes to append his signature. I don't know on something. The following day, I got, I got a job. The following day, I got a job. And I, I think we should, we, we should just get closer more through the messages, the camp messages, the podcast, everything that will let us get closer. Let's do it. And I believe we will be blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Put your hands together for this one is direct. My God, I see it happening to you right now in the name of Jesus. The angel of the Lord is going to append his signature to something in your life and it's moving towards you. Everyone here has a story. I have a story. My story is that, you know, they say America is a land of opportunities. Any dream you have, you can realize it in America. I hope it's still the same today. But when it comes to the realm of the spirit i'll tell you lighthouse is a land of opportunities you can become whatever you want to be in lighthouse and i'm an evidence of what i'm talking to you about if i have become a pastor then i don't see what you cannot be and the man who made it possible is the prophet who heard the voice of God and set up a church like this where they literally pursue you to serve God. Now, somebody will say that, but where is that Bishop Dark? In the Bible, the disciples asked Jesus, we want to see the Father. Jesus said in surprise, have I been with you so long and you don't know the Father? The scripture says that Jesus is the express image of the Father. Thank God, when Bishop decided to send a representation into our midst, that, that is why you clap. Now listen. He sent someone who can be called a son you haven't seen bishop dark before that's all right you are about to see someone who can give you a picture of how he is like this morning i want us to clap harder and shout loudest as i invite 
my pastor, our pastor, Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, Bishop on behalf of Divine Encounter Service, from the very depths of our hearts, for all that Bishop Dark has allowed God to use him to do, for bringing no other person but you. In fact, at this point, I'm taking it personal. If you hadn't come, I wonder if I could have lived my dream of becoming a pastor. God bless you, Bishop, for showing us how our prophet, our father, is like. You demonstrate to us in every way how a father should be. Hallelujah. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a special Sunday morning service. I bring you greetings from the Give Thyself Holy Conferences. We attended in Congo, Kinshasa, Brazzaville. From there we went to Brazzaville, Congo. But before those two beautiful cities were in Paris, also forgive thyself holy. So we've had three big conferences, Paris, Kinshasa, Brazzaville. They are all French countries. And I'm sure one of these days you'll be with us as we travel. It is possible. And we thank God for the life of the father we are celebrating today. And I want to thank God for the life of your pastor, Pastor Albert Akins, and his wife. Clap your hands for them. They are all part of the story. And on this special day, as we honor our teacher, Galatians 6, 6, which I'm going to read later on, is about the honor that is bestowed on the people who teach you, who minister to you. Clap your hands for Jesus. You may be seated. Let's receive Mary Rami to bless us with a song.
to clap for her again this morning I consider it a privilege to be in church first of all and to share the word of God with you and I'm continuing with the series I started before traveling for the Give Thyself Holy Conferences. And the title of the series is The Life I Now Live. And today on Galatians 6 Sunday, I'm bringing to you a special Galatians 6 message about the life I now live. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we ask you to speak to us and guide us by your spirit and by your presence. Let this message be a light to us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. So we have all grown up as children especially in our part of the world where we are privileged to say prayers in school 
It's almost like a Christian nation, so to speak. I don't think Ghana is officially a Christian nation. But we have grown up to believe that God is our father. Amen. That maybe by being born to Christian parents or by reading your Bible or by saying the Lord's Prayer, God is your father. But when you look into the Bible, you see something different. That God is not the father of everybody. So normally you see that we grow up with certain stories and myths, fables. Many things we learn as children which are not true. And some of these things are hundreds of years old. Stories which have been passed from generation to generation. Something like the three wise men. That's what we grew up on Christmas Day. We know that when Jesus was born, three wise men went to him to give them. But you don't find that in the Bible. But we believe it. I mean, Christians believe such stories. Until you go into the Bible to read the Bible. So, so when you read the Bible, you look at all these stories differently. You know, so when you read the Bible, you discover that there's no way in the Bible we are told that there were three. But always says wise men from the east. You don't find three. But all these are stories which emanated from the Catholic Church. You know, those in the, in the, in the dark ages where priests were not even reading the Bible. 14th century, 13th century. The pastors were not even reading the Bible because the Bible was only in Latin. You know, and only a few privileged ones. I mean, you have to be very learned. So someone like John Wycliffe in the 14th century, he began to study the Bible and to try to translate it. He wrote books which were even bent. You know, in the days of John Huss. But in the Catholic Church in those dark ages, and I'm sure that is not what is happening now, and it's a church we have to respect greatly for a church to survive close to 2,000 years, to exist for close to 2,000 years. That is a church we must respect and also honor. They are also fathers. In a certain sense, the Catholic Church. But I'm building the story line upon line. 
that we grew up with all these stories. And, and in those days, in the dark ages, priests would just go and tell stories. You know, those were the days that in the Catholic Church, if you wanted to be saved. Now we know what the Bible says about salvation, Ephesians 2 and Romans 10. We, we know, but those days, if you wanted to be saved, you had to stand on the steps that Jesus Christ stood on. So they went to Jerusalem to carry the steps, whether it was the same steps or not, called the Sancta Scala. So if you stood on that step, the steps, the same steps that Jesus Christ stood on, you'll be saved. That's what he stood on to be judged by Pontius Pilate. So if you stood on that steps, so they traveled to Rome to stand on it. You pay money and you, you are saved. They had milk that they said was milk from the Virgin Mary's breast. And if you saw the milk, it's not a joke. You see, today you find it funny and preposterous. But those days they believed it. They believed that if you saw that milk, you'll be saved. They had a tooth. And the story was that that was the tooth that was taken from the lion in the, uh, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. The lions that were there, one of them they took here. Yeah. So stories. Story. Even today, today, tomorrow Monday morning, if you, if you have a, a visa and you travel to Germany, to Cologne, Cologne, Germany, the Catholic cathedral in Germany today, when you enter the cathedral, you see three golden boxes hanging from the ceiling. Today, it is there. And those three golden boxes, they say, are the coffins of the three wise men. The coffins is there today. In Cologne. So these are some of the stories. And one of the things we also grew up to learn, which we all believe in, is that God is our Father. I'm preaching on the life I now live. Until you enter the Bible and you realize that God is not our Father, but He's actually our Creator. And that he is a father only to a certain group of people. That in reality, there are some people who have got Satan as their father. John chapter 8 and verse 44. Jesus speaking said, This is Jesus, not Timothy or James. Jesus. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father. So, so just note it. Your father. So, Jesus told certain people that their father was the devil. Not God.
and his lusts we do period so when you are not born again God exists only as your creator it does not matter what you think or what you believe how you feel when you are not born again Satan is your father if you are sitting here this, this morning and you are not born again you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal savior Satan is your father and the Bible says his lusts you will do that is his desires the things that Satan loves to do are the things his children do one of them you see is murder murder is one of the lusts of Satan lies but the main activity of the devil is rebellion the main last in fact it is rebellion that made him Satan and then he began a life of murder and all that in Revelation chapter 12 In Revelations 12 and verse 7, there was war in heaven. The life I now live, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought with his angels, but he prevailed not. That's good news for you. There is no battle you are engaged in with the devil that he will win. Yes, he will not prevail. You will prevail. That's what Bible teaches us. Yes. It's not only the angels. We are more than conquerors. So he prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So the, the great dragon was cast out and that great dragon was that serpent that Adam failed to destroy that continued and grew till it became a dragon in revelations yes. the serpent in Genesis that was not dealt with is what appeared in revelation as a dragon may the Lord help you to kill any small snake in your life before it grows up to become a dragon. So, Satan, you, you learn in Isaiah, Jeremiah, how he rose up. He said, I will arise. 
Satan has no respect for authority. He said, I will ascend to the highest. Where you are sitting, I'm coming there. But Revelations, John is the one who gives us the, the, the real story that there was actually a, a fight. Imagine someone who rises up to fight God. But you see that when Lucifer changed and became a rebel in heaven, God did not bother with him. Because God is not Satan's classmate. When he rose up in rebellion, the people who dealt with him were Michael and Gabriel and angels. God was resting. Because Satan is not the opposite of God. The opposite of black is white. Tall is short. Small is big. God is not the opposite of Satan. If you are in school and they ask you, what is the opposite of God? You don't say Satan. When you say Satan, it means he is like the opposite. He is like at the, at the same level. Satan is not at the same level with God. He is lower than God. The opposite of Satan, the opposite of God is money. Satan is not the opposite of God. The opposite of God is money. Money is bigger and more powerful than Satan. Jesus taught us that when we are serving, we can either serve God or mammon. When you are worshipping, you can either worship God or mammon. Mammon, money, and all its trappings are what is what has made people even not serve God. Not become the people they ought to be. Yeah. Money and all its associates. You go to school a lot just to earn money. And by going to school a lot to earn money, you become crazy and proud. And you, be, you, are, you, are, you are full of yourself. Money, it boils down to money. The house you build, the cars you drive, and who you are in society, your earning power. And many of us, if you were to a job that, like you earn 400 Ghana cities a month, you'd be more humble than you are now. Yes. I'm telling you, if you earn 400 Ghana, imagine, imagine your salary is 400 Ghana. You'll be cool. Yeah. But you see dollars, you see this type of thousands, and so you are big. Big. You know, so, so the opposite of God is not Satan. The opposite of God is money. Be very careful. Be very, very, very careful what money can do. Money is a cause and an effect. Few things in life are both cause and effect. Yes. But we'll look, we'll look at that later on. So I'm just 
talking about you. That before you got born again, you were a child of the devil. But now that you are born again, hoping that you are born again, you are now a child of God. So, Colossians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. The life I now live in Christ, I live by the faith of the Son of God. By the faith of the Son of God. So, what is the life you now live? The life you now live, unlike the life you lived before, which was a life where you did the last of your father, the devil, in rebellion. One of the hallmarks of an unbelieving life is rebellion to- towards authority. Towards your father at home. That's why I'm teaching this, you this, so that you will know that dishonoring fathers and authority figures is not of God. It is a part of the life you, you, you then lived. And that life must give way. In this new life, it's a life where you honor fathers. In this new life we live, we honor fathers. Unlike the life we lived before, where we dishonored fathers, in this new life we honor fathers. We honor fathers. First Corinthians 4 verse 15 says, Even though, though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers? For in Christ Jesus, I have given birth to you. Paul is Raising the subject of fathering. And is saying to the church that a Christian has fathers, even though they are not many. And that is what I'm sharing with you today. Fathers, we honor fathers. In this new life, first of all, we have a responsibility of identifying the fathers we have. So on this Galatians 6, 6 Sunday, I, 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 I deem it my responsibility to show you that in this new life in Christ we honor fathers unlike the old life where Satan was our father and the hallmark of that life was rebellion against authority 
now that you are a born again Christian in a church, you cannot continue living that life of rebelling against authority. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things, the old life of being a rebel, the old life of dishonoring fathers, the old life of resisting authority, the old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. And one of the new things in our lives is that now we respect fathers. We respect fathers. So, who are the fathers in our lives? Paul says that you can't have 10,000 fathers. You must have, there are a few fathers. And who is a father? A father is someone who gives birth. To something then he becomes a father of that thing that's why i cannot call myself your father because i have not given birth to you at least biologically i am not your biological father yes but there's a girl around i can call her i can i, I can refer to myself as her father because i gave birth to her So a father beware of someone who gives birth to you. Now, that is what brings us to this discussion and then we close. Because we need to know what are the different areas of our lives we have been given birth to. Therefore, that will answer the question, who are our fathers? So, number one, we know that we have our heavenly father. I mean, he is top. He gave birth to us, our heavenly father. Jesus Christ said, when you pray, say, our father in heaven. Yes, he's, he's the one who gave birth to us spiritually. Yes. When you get born again, if you are not born again, God is not your father. Your father is Satan. Ye are of your father, the what? The devil. John what? Eight. 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. But for those of us who are born again, God is our father. So, our first father is our heavenly father. Now, God, if God is our heavenly father, then we need to be very careful not to Reduce God and give him titles that we also give to men. So, I need to let you know what Jesus said about fathers. Turn your Bible to Matthew, please. Matthew 23. I'm teaching you. Matthew 23, verse 9. And call no man your father upon the earth. 
Jesus is speaking. That don't call anyone. You see, because fathering is not a small thing. That's why only God can be our father. On earth, one person cannot be a father. You need the fathering of different, a few people together. A few people together to play the role of earthly fathers. One man cannot. He said, don't call anybody father on the earth because, hey, look, you need more than one person to be a father to you. So I'm sharing from this book, one of the loyalty series, those who are dangerous sons. There's a chapter, chapter three, 10 types of fathers. One of them is God the Father. He is our Father, the, the real Father. Then there are others. And today we are celebrating a major Father we have on earth. Yes. Yes. A major one. You have what we call, and see, when we say Father, we are not using the word that same, you see, a word can mean different things. I don't want us to go into such studies. But apart from God, who is Father? Even in the Roman Catholic Church, you've got Father, there's Father. We, we are even going to have Reverend Fathers. Yes, Fathers. It's a father. But that meaning, it's, it's like when I finished medical school, I became a doctor. One, one hour after being inducted, I was a doctor. Doctor Hogo. But my teachers were also doctors. <laughs> so when you, when, when, when you say Dr. Ogo and you are talking about Dr. Darko or Dr. Osei, I mean, even me, when I see him, I bow. Mm-hmm. So, what are the other fathers we have? You have somebody who gives birth. So, a father, in, a, in this sense, is someone who gives birth. So, we have number, n- number two your father in Christ. That's the one who leads you to Christ. The person. Who led you to Christ? Spiritually, your spiritual life began when this person witnessed to you, shared the gospel to you, with you. Number three, First Corinthians four fifteen, Paul talks about fathers. But we don't have many fathers. But we have a few fathers. He said, in Christ Jesus, I have given birth to you. So we give birth. Yes. Some of you here were given birth to in Christ by a zonal leader. Zonal leader Jocelyn. Or zonal leader Lily. She witnessed to you. 
or Pastor Frank witness to you. He becomes your father in Christ. And in our new life as Christians, we honor them. Yes. You must find the time and the appropriate time to honor your father in Christ. If you don't honor your father in Christ, it will not be well with you in Christ. Ephesians 6 verse 2. It will not be well with you in Christ. Honor your father and your mother. Verse 3. That it may be well with you. So you will do well. Yes, the areas in life we do well are the areas where we honor fathers and mothers. Yes. For some of you, Zona Leader Lily is your mother in the Lord. Your mother spiritually, she gave birth to you. We give birth to people in Christ. Even though we know that for someone to be born again, it takes Jesus' blood. Not your blood. But Paul said, I have given birth. So we give birth to people in Christ. So you must honor your mother in Christ. Or your father in Christ. The next father is your spiritual father. And sometimes there's a relay. We call it a fatherhood relay. Do you know a relay? A relay is... You know, a relay where you people play roles in succession. So if it's athletics, you run and you turn, you give the baton to someone, he also runs. So in the same way, somebody may give birth to you, lead you to be born again, but someone takes over and brings you up spiritually. Sometimes it's the same father in Christ or mother in Christ who also becomes your spiritual mother. Who helps you spiritually. But for us, for instance, in this church, our spiritual father who preaches to us every Sunday, who helps us to grow spiritually, are the pastors who minister to you. And in addition to the one who gave birth to you spiritually. So your pastor, Pastor Albert Ekins, for instance, is a a spiritual father. Yes. Who teaches you? Who teaches you? But why we are celebrating Bishop Dagwood Mills is that he is the one who sent me here and I sent your pastor to you. So ultimately, and even what he is teaching, the things he teaches you are things that he has been taught. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm holding a book, teaching from a book that has been written by Bishop Daniel Mills. So ultimately, your teacher is Bishop Daniel Mills. Who is a spiritual father to you, spiritually? Yes. Even, even me, I, I can be transferred. And I can transfer him. 
<laughs> so, so, so the father, the father spiritually. But of course, we have to honor Pastor Albert. Yes. Find the appropriate time to honor him. Because he's a type of father to you. But ultimately, even spiritually, we are under a spiritual banner. And the name on that banner is Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Period. Period. Very important. And then we have your father in ministry. Spiritually. Your father in ministry. That if you are a shepherd, you are a pastor, you are whatever, you, you have a father who gave birth to you. And once again, that father is Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Is our father. If you are a shepherd, you are a zonal leader, you are an elder, you are whatever, you are a pastor. He is our father in ministry. Then we also have the father of a church. I'm not going through all the time. I'm just giving you what is relevant to your life this morning. Yes. When you, when you attend a church, a branch, today we are honoring the father of a church. And that father is once again Bishop Doug Heward Mills. If you are in a branch, that branch pastor, if he is sensible, will inform you that he is not the father of the church. Like, like I'm showing you, I'm, I'm sensible enough to tell you that Pastor Akins is not the father of this church. I am not the father of this church. Bishop Doug Ewart Mills is our father. Yes. He gave birth. A father of a church is the one who gives birth to the church. That's why we are here to honor him. So that it will be well with us. Amen. Hey, if you don't honor him, eh, you will not prosper spiritually. I'm telling you, you, you will have difficulty. I wish I would have the time to give you just three effects of honoring the father. But I don't know if the time will come. Then we have another father called the father of a movement. All over the world, there are movements. There is what we call even the loyalty movement. Yes. In Singapore, Thailand, South Africa, Congo, everyone sees Bishop Dagwood Mills as the father of the loyalty movement in the church today. Worldwide. Unless you are a devil. So, my dear brothers and sisters, Galatians 6, 6, which brings us here today, it says that the one who is taught in the word, in the word, you the one receiving the word, you have a responsibility to honor the one who teaches you the word. 
And in this church, Lighthouse Chapel International, whether it's mega church or whatever, in this church, in this family we are in, our teacher is Bishop Doug Heward Mills. He is our teacher. On Sunday morning, you may see another pastor, but he has been sent. Telling you. He has been sent. He has just been sent to bring you food. But you will not know this until you are in another church. <laughs> well, you will know. One, one of our, um, um, uh, I met him in London. He went to Czech Republic as a missionary. He went to a place and he was, told, he was looking for a church to attend on a Sunday. The first Sunday he was in town before he started his own church. I mean, the church he was going to pastor. And he went and he found in Czech Republic, Church of Pentecost, Ghanaians were there. He went into a room, they were there, dancing, clapping their hands and so on. And he introduced himself as a reverend who has come on a mission, missions, as a missionary. And they said that, look, we don't have a pastor here. So if you are here today, Preach to us. <laughs> he was surprised. Yes. I'm sure they were here to send someone to them, but I don't know because it, it takes a lot to, to get a missionary to move. But the Church of Pentecost Ghanaians themselves had gathered. Yes. And there was no pastor there. So this lighthouse reverend was the one who preached that Sunday, and I'm sure the following Sunday before he began his own mission. So you can have Christians in a room, but nobody has been sent to them. So when you see a pastor standing here, he has been sent. He is not the teacher. He, he, he may be speaking, he may be sweating, but he's a messenger. You should know who is the original teacher of your life. Whose books do we open to? You may see that your pastor may be preaching from a book or he doesn't hold the book. He, there's no book in his hand. He's preaching. Minya, don't be mistaken. Oh, he, he, he has sold a message at dawn to come and talk to you. Even what we come to, so the Lord spoke to me. If you... You realize three years earlier when you were listening to a message, you were in the camp and that statement hits your chest. It has been lying there as a seed hibernating. So three years after, it becomes a revelation. Wow! I was in prayer and the Lord spoke. Omalewa! Later, you'll be listening to a camp message. The statement you thought was some original revelation as was said five years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my darlings today Galatians 6, 6 so that it will be well with us Amen. and it must be well with you spiritually yes. if it's not well with you spiritually other areas of your life <laughs> will have a problem why do we honor number one number one let me give you just one or two. 
angels are released into your life, one you honor. And we can ask ourselves quickly, how do you honor? How, how, how do you honor a person? You, number one, you honor a person with your substance. You can honor, and today we are honoring with our substance. Honor the Lord with your substance. That's how we honor. Proverbs 3 9. Honor the Lord with your substance. And then number two. Another way of honoring, you don't use substance, but you use recognition. You honor somebody by recognizing the person. As your pastor, as your father, as your mother, recognize. So in Mark 6, for instance, Jesus went to Nazareth and he was not recognized. He was not honored as a miracle working God. As a miracle working man. Jesus was not looking for money from the people in Nazareth. He was looking for recognition. And the only recognition he had was a recognition as a carpenter. <laughs> you are a carpenter. Just leave the town. You are, we know you. You made coffins. You did my father's roof. You made tables. You made say you are. Is this not the carpenter? <laughs> He was not honored. Verse 4. Next verse, Mark 6 4. So the prophet is not without honor. Except in his own country. Was he asking for money from them? No. He was he, he came expecting recognition. If you don't recognize a father, a spiritual father, you will live a miracle-free life. A life of no miracles. There was not even one miracle in Nazareth. But in this same Mark 6, from here, he sent his disciples without money. They were miraculously provided for. There were healings till the last verse in Mark 6 where the streets of the cities were lined with sick people. His shadow was healing people. But in Nazareth where there was no honor, there were no miracles. We are honoring our prophet and our teacher, our father today so we can also make, make for ourselves a life of miracles. Where there was no honor, there was no miracle. But the same man who couldn't heal anybody, he could not heal even one, one headache. Jesus, Bible says, except he laid his hands on a few sick folks. But in the last verse of Mark 6, you see that bodies, every city, country, village, they laid the sick on the streets. And as many as touched him, he was not even touching. You touch him and you are healed. Wow! A 
man of power could not heal anybody in a certain place. And what was that place? The place where he was not recognized. That's why today we are, we are using our substance and our seeds to recognize Bishop Dagwood Mills as our prophet and our teacher and our father. Yes. So that the miracles that can come from him to our lives will manifest. Number two, quickly. We honor fathers, spiritual fathers, to expel demons from our lives. To remove evil spirits. It, it, will, it will surprise you. Yesterday, I saw a lady. As soon as I saw her, I said, there are demons in this girl. Yes. There are demons. She, she was singing. She was singing, but I said, there are demons in this girl. I just knew it. It will shock you to know the type of demons that are in us. I'm telling you. Look, forget about everything I've said. Take everything I've said as nonsense and rubbish. This one. John. Go to John. Chapter 8. Verse 49. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. You are the one dishonoring me. You see, he said, I don't have the devil. I can't have a devil because I honor parents. I honor God. When God gives you a father and you don't honor him, you don't honor, I didn't talk about your biological fathers, your uh, father substitute fathers, father-in-law. There are all types of fathers. If you are sitting here and you have not honored your father at home, you have a devil. Jesus said, I don't have a devil in me because I honor fathers. You are the one rather who has a devil. Remember it is John 8.44 we read. John 8.44. Look at it. Ye are of your father the devil. Look at it. They were accusing him that he has a demon in him. He said, I don't have a devil because I honor my father. Your father in Christ, your spiritual father, your father in ministry, the father of a church, your biological father, your father-in-law, your substitute father. If you don't honor these fathers, demons enter you. Some of you sitting here, you've got a devil in you. Telling you, you may be a zonal leader, reverend, whatever. You, you are, there's a demon in you. Any father you have dishonored, it opens a gate for demons to enter you. Say, I don't have a devil. Those are the demons that torment us. That take us out of our jobs. That take us out of businesses. That take us out of our marriages. That destroy our peace. That harass us in the night. That harass our bodies. Those are the demons that come into our lives and make your children demons. When you honor a father, you, you, you build a wall. The honor today, we are building walls against demonic invasions. So I have not a devil. New Living Translation. 
He said, I have no demon in me. Why? For, for, for I honor my father. <laughs> I don't have any evil spirit in me because I honor my father. Number three, let's end it quickly. When you honor a father, you are free from spiritual debts. Yes. It's not a good thing to owe. You are free from spiritual debts and obligations. When you honor, like this morning, what you are doing, we owe. Yes. We owe. And Paul said in Romans 13, verse 8, don't owe anybody. The only thing you are allowed to owe is love. Don't owe. Some of you sitting here, you owe your mother honor. Yes, you owe your father honor. You owe your spiritual father honor. You owe your father in Christ honor. You owe. Don't owe. It becomes a spiritual cloud that darkens your life because you owe. How do we know you owe? The verse before, verse 7. Romans 13. Look at verse 7. Everybody look at it. Look at it. Render to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear. That's what we read. Malachi 1.6. If I'm your master, you owe me fear. <laughs> yeah, there are some people we all fear. Some of you, you don't fear anybody. You don't fear anybody. Nobody. There are some people, you, you must ask yourself, who do I fear in this world? I can give you a list of people I fear. Yes. Go back to verse 7 and let's end the service. Pay and honor to whom honor is due. So tribute to whom t- tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear is due. Honor to whom honor is due. If you don't pay that honor, then the next verse is say that you are owing and you must not owe anybody anything. That's why we are here today. We don't want to owe. Look at New Living Translation of verse 7. Verse 7. Give to everyone what you owe them. Yeah, you, you, you can pretend you don't owe. But it's not about what you think. It's about the realities of your life. Give to them. The people, the, yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. And you must sit down and analyze your life. Say, this thing I have, where did I get it from? Have I honored the person through whom I had this? And sometimes it's not money. It's not substance. substance. Sometimes it's just recognition. There's no time. I'd have taught you the ways to honor. Sometimes you can honor a person by being present at a meeting he organizes. Yeah, when I call for a meeting and you are sitting there, your presence itself is honor. Yeah, I can see your face in the meeting I don't need your money. You have honored me with your presence. 
That's why when you visit somebody, some important people do, and, and, and they are civilized, they will say, to what do I owe this honor? Yes. Your presence in the person's house is honor. But some of you don't understand it. <laughs> yes. And he said, render honor to those to whom honor is due. If you are having a crusade, I announce that we are having a crusade at whatever park. And I see you there. You are not preaching. You are not singing. You are doing that. But your, your body is there. It is honor. Sometimes even your dress and how you appear. Yes. When David was called to see Saul, he shaved. Yeah. You can't dress anyhow in, to be in the press. You see, how you present, how you like, you, you, you've twisted your tie and you are just walking like that and say, you've come to the king. This, ah, really? You, you have raised your collar? The king, how you present yourself to a king say, This guy does not respect me When your choir leader Prescribes a uniform you must wear and you, and you wear the exact uniform You are honoring your choir leader You are paying honor Today, we are blessed to celebrate a father. Let's rise to our feet and clap our hands and celebrate the father, our teacher, our prophet. Galatians 6 6. Father, we thank you. We are grateful to you. Bless us this month. It be a great month for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. This month will be a good month for you. Yes. It will be a month of favor. It will be a month of increase. In Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads, please. Somebody here today on Galatians 6 6 Sunday wants to make God his father if you are here you are not born again it means Satan is your father you want to surrender your life to Jesus today and make God your father if you are here today and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal savior please lift up your right hand I want to pray with you right now lift your hand up yes lift it up yes I see your hand hi 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 Hi, you want to be, want to receive Jesus? Make him your father. Make God your father. Make Jesus your master, your Lord, your savior. Lift your hands. If your hand is up, please stand to your feet. If your hand is up, stand to your feet. Because I need you to take your Bibles, your books, your pen and come to me. Come. You are giving him your life today. Come to Jesus. Lift your two hands. I want to pray with you. Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to make you my father. I've gone far from you. 
I've lived my own life. Please forgive me. Have mercy on me. And wash my sins. Make me clean. Make me pure. By the blood. I declare that I'm born again. Thank you Lord. For my salvation. In Jesus name. Amen. for listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed you can send a mail to bishop edwin ogo at bishop edwin ogo at gmail.com introduce this podcast to a friend keep listening and keep living passionately for god